Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media and I am here in the office of Henderson County Sheriff Bodie Hillhouse. How are you doing today, Sheriff? Doing great. How are you, Mike? I am great. We are going to dispense with all of the uh, uh, normal patter in the morning because you got some really big stories to talk about. So let's get right into it and uh, look at the stats. Yes, sir. Since we met last, we booked in 165 individuals, 34 females, 131 males. Our average is still about 369 this year. There's 405 in custody today, and 154 of those are out-of-county inmates. So that's been running the way we've been doing it. The out-of-county sounds a little higher. Do we get some... It, uh... We got some more marshals. Um, we got a few more Orange County, and matter of fact, Orange County will be bringing us approximately 20 more today. So they're still having problems with their... Yes, they're hoping that their roof will be fixed in the first quarter of 2021, um, but they've actually got uh, two 48-person uh, dorms out of commission. All right, and Henderson County will just keep on making bank in the meantime. Yes, sir. And so that's good for Henderson County, good for the jail. All right, but I want to get right into this because what's going on now i mean in the back you're actually still processing them i think huge drug bust yes here in athens yes sir we were very excited uh, our narcotics investigators have been conducting an investigation for a few weeks and uh, it all came together last night and uh, they brought an affidavit to uh, district judge scott mckee who issued a search warrant for a motel room here in athens and um, investigators went there about 4.30 this morning to execute the search warrant. And we ended up arresting uh, Joshua Patini and Heather, uh, Heather Cervantes and uh, ended up recovering a uh, firearm, a 9mm handgun, uh, quite a bit of cash and baggies and stuff to uh, uh, distribute methamphetamine and uh, a kilogram of methamphetamine, which is 2.2 pounds. So 2.2 pounds of meth. Um, now, what's that breakdown to on the street? It's gonna be uh, pretty close to $100,000 worth of uh, street value as far as if they sold it by the gram. Wow, $100,000, that's uh, over 900 grams. Yes, yes, it's, over, it's about 925 grams total. Okay, and I think we've done this math before, exactly how many uses or how many, I, don't, I, I still don't know the terminology, but how many uses or doses come out of a gram? You're gonna uh, probably eight. Eight. So we're talking 950 whatever times eight for uh, individual uses of methamphetamines that that were taken off the street yesterday. That is a huge number. Yes, you're talking pretty close to 7,400 uses of methamphetamine. Wow, that is big. As far as I know, that's the biggest that you've had this year. Yes, it is. It is. So... Tell us a little bit, I mean, people are, are interested, I know our listeners are interested, without giving away what you can't right. give away, how exactly does uh, a, a raid like this come together? I mean, what kind of work happens to be able to pinpoint that that much drugs are going to be in that motel room at that moment? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes uh, investigation that you have to do. And, uh, of course, like we've said in so many other cases, 
you know you start with the the street user and you try to uh, do that investigation and just go up the ladder through in uh, interviews and interrogations and and um, and basically we use a, a lot of confidential informants and uh, so a lot of times you know a lot of uh, confidential informants will go into um, the target location come out and then you do that several several times to try to figure out uh, when is the time to go how much do they have and then you put all that stuff together to uh, write an affidavit for a search warrant and that's what you present to the judge and uh, then the judge hopefully issues the search warrant so uh, a lot of times you know when we're running search warrants we have we have a pretty good idea of what amount we're going after um, and this one just came together and it was it was had luck and timing on our side but you got to make your own luck oh absolutely i always say the luck is just preparation meeting opportunity yes sir. so um all right so in a situation like this now is this this is a, partic a particular unit inside the sheriff's office yes. that works on these kind of cases. Tell us about that unit a little bit. Um, it, it's a three-man unit with uh, uh, three narcotics investigators, and that's all they work on is strictly narcotics investigations. However, um, you know, the deputies are out there working on it. The canine divisions are out there working on it, so they work hand-in-hand -hand with the other uh, divisions here to help gather the information they need, the intelligence to see who is doing what inside Henderson County. And uh, and then like we were talking earlier today, when you when you get this large of an amount, uh, you know, we're, we're also content, uh, part of the DEA task force out of Tyler. So, you know, we will be contacting them now and hopefully they'll be able to take this case and run up the ladder. So the, the, the hope is you take this case and maybe you can flip it into a dealer bigger than these guys. Yes, yes. It's probably not going to be in Henderson County, but it will eventually affect Henderson County. So something like this, is this, um, you say, probably not in Henderson County. When, when we're talking about being able to hit somebody with, you know, over two pounds of methamphetamine, is that usually like the biggest dealer you're going to see in Henderson County? Is that the kind of level? Yes, this is about the the big level in Henderson County is going to be right about what we've got now. So we'll end up having to go back and see if we can determine if it came from Dallas or Houston or, or wherever. Um, and But this is the top of the ranks here in Henderson County. So an amazing drug bust. I know you did, uh, the sheriff, everybody here at the sheriff's office really excited about yes, sir. pulling in this kind of a bust. So tell us what happens, because I don't know. Uh, what happens? You, so you end up with 2.2 pounds of methamphetamine. Um, how do we dispose of that? What do we do with that? Yeah, right now, of course, it'll be in evidence. The first thing, you know, it's logged into evidence, then it's, we've got to send it to the lab, DPS Tyler's who we use. They'll analyze it and weigh it and give us the uh, chemist results that we have to have for court. And then they're going to go through the court process. And after that, um, once the case is adjudicated, then uh, we will ask for a destruction order um, from the court. And the court will issue a destruction order. And what we normally do is we gather up a whole bunch of cases. And there is, once we get a destruction order, we there's an incinerator over in the Waco area. So we'll take a whole bunch of evidence. We'll take it to Waco. 
we'll watch them burn it, watch them destroy it, and then come back and document that it was burned, it's destroyed, it's no longer here. Speaking of the court process, um, this kind of a drug bust has to lead to some pretty big time in the, in jail, I would say. Yes, this is going to be a first-degree felony, so it's 5 to 99. 5 to 99 years. Wow, that's that's a long time. Yes. That's a very long time. All right, well, congratulations. That's really great news. Um, and, you know, the other part of that, when we're talking about almost 7,500 individual uses. uses, you're talking about a whole lot of people in Henderson County um, that this methamphetamine may have been reaching that are not going to get it now, which is good news. Yes. We, we want that off the streets. And so... Um, really happy to see this. All right. Hey, while we're talking about this, you had another big thing because I know that we've been talking over the past couple of months about game rooms. You had the big, uh, big raid up in the Kemp area not too long ago. Yes. Um, and so there's been another, uh, another movement on the game room front. Yes. And actually the game room, whenever we put that out, I, when I put release out in the in the Kemp area, you know, I said that investigation was uh, still ongoing. We were able to actually obtain some more arrest warrants and arrested another individual in connection with that for engaging in organized crime and the gambling offenses. And then last week, um, we executed another search warrant that Judge McKee uh, issued for another game room. And this one was a little different. This game room uh, was being run out of a uh, local convenience store on the on FM 315 uh, south of Chandler. And, you know, they had the gas station and convenience store, and then they had a back room in the convenience store that they were uh, operating uh, games and doing it illegally. Um, so we gathered the information, went over there, had another successful uh, investigation there. We was able to arrest three individuals for engaging in organized criminal activity and uh and the gambling offenses and collected about nineteen hundred dollars cash that day um so we're which i think you know we got everybody involved in that one so it's not an ongoing case we're closing it out and it'll be go you're going to the grand jury for uh, to seek a true bill on that but uh it was another successful investigation all right so now we've talked about this before but i want to highlight it again for people who haven't heard this before um, one of the keys to all of this is the change from filing just gambling charges to filing organized crime charges. Would you talk for a second about why you're doing that and wh what the impact is on the case when you take it up to the organized crime charge? Yes. Uh, gambling offenses in the state of Texas are misdemeanor offenses, and the individuals that are running these gaming establishments have so much opportunity to make so much money there a lot of them are willing to take the misdemeanor offense um, we were trying to combat that and we did it for years and you just never seem to get around the curve they never closed their doors they never slowed down so uh, we started doing which ta they take longer there you got to have more people involved um, with the organizations but if you can file a felony uh, engaging in in organized criminal activity which brings it to the felony level where they actually look at penitentiary time uh, we found that the ones that w when we first started doing it all the game rooms across Henderson County closed and they were gone for about a year 
they've started coming back up and we're uh, slowly but surely going to continue to work on them and uh, but we've had success in prosecuting them at the felony level and we look forward to uh, you know continuing to do that but they're not uh, they tend to close quicker whenever they're looking at penitentiary time and not just basically a citation and again, one of the problems with these um, establishments, these A-liner establishments, uh, game rooms, I, you can you can think one way or the other about gambling. Yes. I understand that. Um, it is against the law. Yes. But you can think one way or the other about gambling and say, hey, I can just drive to Shreveport and gamble. Why, Sheriff, are you spending so much time on this? Well, in Shreveport, you're going into a, an establishment that's controlled and everything's on the up and up. Yes. Here in these game rooms, that's not the case. It's it's not. They're dangerous uh, locations. We have, uh, we're always doing walkthroughs in these game rooms and we catch, we locate drugs in them. We catch felony fugitives. Um, there's from time to time they have been uh, robbed and it goes unreported to law enforcement because it's an illegal establishment they don't want to uh, call us and let us know um, so we've had guns and knives pulled on people inside the game rooms and uh, you know it's, it's just it's dangerous these, and these places are a magnet for the bad guys they are and another thing that really scares me about them is you know we got a lot of our elderly folks who can't make it to Shreveport, who end up in these game rooms with these uh, uh, the, with the criminal element, and it's just not safe for them to be in there. All right, so another game room shut down, uh, and that's going to continue as well. All right, two really big important cases this week. Uh, the one for last night, the yes. huge drug bust, two point two pounds of meth, uh, biggest bust of the year. Um, a great, great. Uh, case there uh, and shutting down another game room plus as you said you were able to actually arrest somebody else out of that game the, camp game room yes. uh, investigation so we want to finish this up today though with a case that um, <laughs> not not quite as high up on the uh, serious scale but a little bit on the different side yes last week we got a I got a phone call uh, dispatch called me and notified me that deputies were en route to a burglary in progress. Um, uh, individual had located a suspect trying to break into their vehicle. Um, they actually went out and tried to confront the suspect who fled the scene. The uh, owner of the vehicle tried to keep him in sight, keep us on the line to let us know the direction of travel, what he was wearing and that actually scared the suspect. The suspect ran into the woods, uh, got cut up running through vines and briars, and, and uh, he, he was intoxicated on uh, illegal narcotics. But it got him so scared to the point that he called the sheriff's office and told us that he was trying to break into a car and there's somebody chasing him and he's afraid he's going to get hurt. So... We responded out there, got him gathered up. Um, he ended up having to go to the hospital uh, for treatment, but uh, the uh, complainant never laid his hands on him or anything. But it was just—it was just an odd case. So, 
the suspected burglar called the sheriff's office and said, come help. Yes. Yes. He said, I have broken into a car and I'm being chased and I need some help. And how long have you been in law enforcement? 23 years. And how many times have you been called by the bad guy to say, come help? This this is the first time that, that I know of here in Henderson County that this has actually happened. Uh, it's just another sign of don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this is why the sheriff's office works so hard to take drugs off the street. Because burglars are calling saying, come get me. <laughs> yes. That's like, yes, don't do drugs, kids. Please, don't do drugs. All right. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. Hey, before we go, we want to do what we always do and remind yes, you that um, the Henderson County Sheriff's Office listens to your tips. The sheriff listens to your tips, and you are a vital part of uh, the success of the Henderson County Sheriff's Office. So, Sheriff, why don't you let folks know where they can reach you? Yeah, please give us a call here at the Sheriff's Office at 903-675-5128. Or you can call anonymously at uh, 1-800-545-TIPS to Henderson County Crime Stoppers. Or reach reach me on the Henderson County Sheriff's Office uh, Facebook page. I am the uh, uh, administrator of that page. No one else has access to the page. So send me a private message, and I promise you we will get back with you. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up with that this week, Sheriff. Thank you very much for your time. And we will see you next Wednesday. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you.